Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent Disney bride Michelle Gaspar about bridal portrait sessions in the theme parks at Walt Disney World and at Disneyland because Michelle has done both. So we're going to start with an overview of how the bridal portrait sessions worked on each coast and then Michelle's going to share her experience and how everything turned out. So welcome Michelle. Thanks Carrie for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Before we get into your story, I'm just going to do a little bit of background information for any of my listeners who are not familiar with the bridal portrait sessions offered on both coasts. So Walt Disney World and Disneyland both offer you the opportunity to do private portrait sessions in the parks before they open, but they're very different what they offer in California versus in Walt Disney World. So really quickly, I'll go over a little bit of what's known about the Disneyland shoot, and then Michelle's going to fill us in on all the rest. But basically at Disneyland, there is just a fee to have the shoot, but it doesn't include a photographer the way it does at Walt Disney World because Disneyland does not have a Disney-branded photography department. So what you do is you pay a $4,500 fee, and that basically just gets you and an event guide and your photographer into the park before it opens to do your photos. And unlike Disney's fairy tale weddings at Disneyland, you must use an approved photo vendor for your in-park bridal portrait session at Disneyland. Disney has a list of those, and they start at around $700. So that price would be paid on top of what you pay to Disney just for the privilege of getting into the park early. The other interesting restriction at Disneyland is that only people who have had a Disney's fairy tale wedding at Disneyland can do it. Whereas at Walt Disney World, anyone can do it. So let's talk about the Walt Disney World bridal portrait sessions and how they work and how much they cost. And then we'll fill in the blanks on Disneyland with Michelle. So at Walt Disney World, a couple years ago now, they opened it up. So now anyone who wants to can have a portrait session in bridal attire inside the Magic Kingdom. They have always offered them at the other parks, but for some reason they were sort of saving the Magic Kingdom just for Disney's fairy tale weddings couples, but now anybody can do it. So this is a great opportunity if you had a home wedding or you got married on the cruise line or something, you can still do a bridal portrait session inside Magic Kingdom before it opens wearing your bridal attire. And why this is such a big deal is that the costume restrictions imposed on day guests to the Disney parks limit what you can wear and most of the time if you try to get into the park wearing full-on bridal gown like a ball gown and a tux 
they won't let you. There have been some times recently, especially at Magic Kingdom, where people have gone through no problem, and it's just up to whether the cast members want to let you on the ride or not, because if your gown poses a hazard. But in general, especially for places like Epcot, where they seem to have a much more strict policy, you are not going to be able to wear your gown and take just an outside photographer into the parks and get bridal portraits. So when you book this, you have to book it through Disney Fine Art Photography. They have a photo department in Florida separate from PhotoPass. These are professional photographers. They're the same ones who do event photography for Disney's fairy tale weddings in Florida and for corporate events. And when you book it, you can only book it for the two of you, only for the bridal couple. So because of different restrictions, the fact that you have to go backstage, you are not allowed to bring anybody else on this portrait session with you, which can be a problem like if you have kids, you're going to need to find a sitter or have a family member because they can't let your kids come with you on this shoot. You can book it four months out from the date that you want, or if you are having a Disney's fairy tale wedding, you can book it as soon as you sign your contract. So you get a little bit of an advantage being a Disney's fairy tale weddings couple on the, the timeline. And sometimes there are popular times of year, especially with the Magic Kingdom, where the park won't let Disney fine art photography in to do the shoot on certain days and at certain times. So it can be helpful if you are able to book earlier, but most of the time if you book four months out, you're not gonna have a problem getting what you want. A new policy that they just implemented is that payment is now required in full when you book. And when you find out how much these costs, your jaw might hit the ground that you're gonna have to come up with that kind of scratch right off the bat, but that is the way they are doing it now. I guess they had some problems with people backing out at the last second or something. Now with this full prepayment at Walt Disney World, they also have a refund schedule that operates a little bit like the Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings refund schedule. Basically, if you want to get all of your money back, you have to cancel at least six months out. Well, when there's a four-month time limit on whether non-Disney weddings couples can book, you're kind of up a creek. So the percentage that you get back goes down the closer you get to your date. If you are someone who can only book at four months out, the cancellation policy is that if you cancel between 91 and 100 days out, you will get a 90% refund. So then if you wait till 90 days before, so that would be three months out, you get a 75% refund. 30 to 11 days is a 50% refund. 10 to 4 days is a 25% refund. And 3 days or less from your scheduled photo shoot, you get a 15% refund. So just something to keep in mind if you're not sure about whether you're going to be able to take the trip because you could be out a lot of money. Now, the photo shoot lasts just one hour and it does take place before the park opens. Sometimes people see the photos that look like they were taken at night and they ask, oh, does this happen you know, in the middle of the night or something? But at Disney World, they only do them in the morning. It's just that it, at certain seasons, it doesn't get light until later, so you might have a chance to get some shots that look like they were taken at night. Right now, they have a 7 a.m. pickup time for the shoot, but it could range anywhere from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. because it really depends, especially with Magic Kingdom, on what the park hours are and the park events. So the park will tell Disney Fine Art Photography, and then they'll let you know when your pickup time is going to be. 
again, the availability also depends on park schedules. So it could be due to the time of year, if they're putting up a lot of decorations for Christmas or taking them down, day of the week, if it's a really popular day of the week, the shoot might not be available. So you really need to call and find out what your options are when you're thinking of going. You will be picked up at any Disney resort or if you're staying off property, they can meet you at the wedding pavilion, and then they will drive you backstage at the park in a van. So this is probably one of the most exciting parts of this whole session is that you get to be in the park when nobody else is there except the workers having your picture taken, and it, it's just a really magical, special experience to be there at that time of morning. Now, after the shoot, there's usually a four to six week turnaround on your photos. So you can always check in with Disney if you haven't heard anything. I know for our shoot, they never sent us the link. And I just guessed it because they use the same link and the same password for everyone, practically. But if you're wondering where they are, you can always call Disney Fine Art Photography just to follow up. You can request a specific photographer, but they cannot guarantee that. So there are certain photographers. I know Stephanie Caldwell, who I actually interviewed on another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast and talked with her about the whole bridal portrait session. She's very popular, but, you know, she can only be in one place at once. So definitely put in a request for two or three photographers, but just understand that they can't guarantee it. You can check out Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings Pinterest board, and they have photographer-specific boards. So you can see Stephanie's board, you can see Amy's board, the different photographers, and see examples of other shoots that they've done. When you're ready to book, you would call 407-934-4004, and they will take that money and put you down for the date that you want. So let's talk about how much the shoot costs. By far the most popular bridal portrait session is the Magic Kingdom bridal portrait session. And this just recently went up to $2,125, which is a lot. But compared to Disneyland, at least you also get photo products and photos for that. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a second, what you get with the, the various prices. At the Magic Kingdom, you have to choose one of three routes. At the other parks, they aren't as strict. Hollywood Studios has a few restrictions right now because there's so much construction, but the Magic Kingdom is the only one where you have to pick a certain route. So route number one includes Prince Charming Regal Carousel, the Mad Tea Party, and the Wishing Well. Route number two includes Enchanted Tales with Belle, Be Our Guest Restaurant, which they now only let you take photos out front. They used to let you go inside. And then Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, where you can use the whole queue area. And then Route 3 has Rapunzel Tower, or the Rapunzel Restrooms, as people like to call them. <laughs> but it's still a beautiful place. Haunted Mansion, and then Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, all of the routes start at the castle. So you don't have to worry about, am I going to get that great shot with the castle in the background? You may not be able to take a shot in front of the castle, depending on construction and cleaning and what's going on. But they will get you in front of some portion of the castle, the side, the back. And it looks great from all angles. So you don't have to worry about that. But within each route, you can't mix and match spots. So you can't say, I want to do Rapunzel Tower and the Wishing Well. I want to do Haunted Mansion and Enchanted Tales with Belle because they're just too far apart. You won't have enough time to walk from spot to spot and still get the photos. So that's something to keep in mind. And sometimes people agonize over which route should I pick because they can have up to two other couples. So a total of three couples in the park at once taking photos. But generally you don't hear of a lot of couples seeing each other dashing around the Magic Kingdom in the morning having their photos taken. 
So if you decide you want to do the Magic Kingdom and one other park, that price is $2,425. If you want to do the Magic Kingdom and two other parks, it's $2,800. And if you want to do shoots in all four parks, that is $3,600. If you just want to do Epcot or Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios or one of the water parks, that's $1,100. And Epcot is cool because you are shooting in World Showcase, which opens later than the rest of the park. So if you do decide to book shoots in multiple parks, you can do Epcot and any other park on the same day. So if you did book Epcot and Magic Kingdom, you would knock those out in the same day in one marathon session. But if you wanted Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and the Magic Kingdom, you would have to do either Animal Kingdom or Magic Kingdom on a separate day from Epcot. So what do you get when you pay these prices? You get a 20 print album of six by nine inch photos. And now you also get an archival disc of all of your photos included, which is super helpful because before they used to charge, you know, $1,000, $700. It depended on what type of wedding you were having. This way you will have included in the price disc or a USB drive of all of the photos from the session so you can have them printed anywhere. You can have them blown up into canvases. You can have them printed at Walmart. You can go to MPix and get professional quality photos for a lot less. I recommend MPix. Uh, but that way you don't, you're not forced to order them through Disney who, let's be honest, charges a lot more for their photo products than most other photographers. And then if you want to do a similar shoot, but you want to do it at one of the resorts, they have a session for that. That is $675. And with that, you get a 12 print album that's six by nine photos. If you do multiple parks, you're going to get an album for every park. So don't worry that you're going to have to squeeze three parks into one 20 print album. And then also with the resort shoot, you will get that same archival disc. Now they have a couple of other portrait sessions for people who don't want to wear their bridal attire. So one of those is the family portrait session, and that's $1,700. And you can have up to 10 guests, so 10 family members, but you have to pay park admission. It happens while the park is open, and you can't wear bridal attire. So you couldn't get back into your wedding clothes and have your bridesmaids and groomsmen come with you in the same formal attire. This would definitely be a casual family portrait session. And then another option is the enhanced portrait session, which would actually accommodate up to 40 guests, but again, no bridal attire and you have to pay park admission. And that is $399. So it's a bit shorter of a session. And then they have a mini session, which is $191.70 for up to 20 people. It only lasts 20 minutes. And again, you can't have bridal attire, but you can pick one of five resorts. So the mini sessions don't happen in the parks, but if you wanted to have a bunch of your friends take photos at the beach club or something, you could do that. So that is the nuts and bolts of bridal portrait sessions at Walt Disney World and a little bit about Disneyland. So now let's talk to Michelle and find out about how her two sessions went. So you guys had a wedding at Disneyland. And before we get into the portrait sessions, just for my curiosity, and I'm sure my listeners' curiosity, what locations did you choose and how did you like that? We chose the Rose Court Garden in the Disneyland Hotel for our ceremony location. And we also chose the animation building in the California Adventure um, theme park for our reception location. Oh, that's great. It's so stunning in there. 
It is. So how did you guys decide that you wanted to do portrait sessions at both Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom and Epcot? Well, the moment we knew we were getting married at Disneyland, there was no decision (laughs) whether or not we were having a portrait session. We had to. It's a dream. The idea that you can get dressed up in your wedding attire and have pictures in Disneyland is an absolute dream come true to get that castle, iconic Sleeping Beauty castle in the background. So that was an automatic have to do it, have to figure out how to do it. Can we do it? So we definitely asked our wedding planner, can we do it? Can we book it? Can we get approval? Let's do it. Okay. And so then how did you decide what the heck we're going out to Florida too? Let's do one out there. Walt Disney World became a very special place for the both of us because my husband proposed to me at the Magic Kingdom. So we knew we had to get photos there. And actually, we found out you could get photos there without getting married there from your podcast. Oh, awesome. Yes. So after we found out about that, we contacted Disney Fine Art Photography And we set up an appointment with them to have a Magic Kingdom shoot and have an Epcot shoot in the same day. That is great. And so then you brought out your gown. Did he rent a tux again or how did you do that? So my husband decided to buy his tux. So that was kind of convenient because we knew we wanted to do a lot of post-wedding shoots. So it was very helpful. And I did bring out my wedding dress and that was quite an adventure in itself. (laughs) And for anyone who's interested in doing this, I would recommend sending it to Carolyn Allen, which is an Orlando area bridal retailer, and they also offer steaming, and you can ship your gown to them, and they will steam it and bring it to your room and touch it up, and it's so easy because, yeah, I hear a lot of horror stories about lugging the gown. (laughs) It is quite an adventure. I threw it in a duffel and put it on as a carry-on. That's good. At least it was in your eye line the whole time. I would not let it out of my sight. <laughs> <laughs> but this was after your wedding, right? How, how far after your re- wedding was it? I would say it was probably nine months oh, Okay. after our wedding, yes. And so for Disneyland, when you booked that, what's the process like? Did you just tell your planner, hey, tack this onto our bill? We get planning pages, and in your planning pages, there's a page that says, would you like to have a castle session inside the park? And then you fill it out, let your planner know at least six months in advance. And they contact, I guess, parks. And they figure out if there's room for you to take pictures. And they have to go through an approval process. And then they let you know if the dates you wrote down got approved. And that's how you're able to get pictures in Disney. You have to get married there and then go through an approval process. Wow. Okay. Now, did you have to pay the session fee to Disney the right when you booked the Disneyland shoot or just on the day of the shoot? We did it in advance. I think that's how you do it. I'm not quite sure. It's something you'd probably want to ask your planner. I know when we did it, we paid in full to book, but it's something you need to ask your planner. I'm not quite sure. Okay. Yeah. And they used to at Walt Disney World let you just put down a really small deposit, but now they're asking for that up front too, so... Now, how many photographers are on the list of approved photographers for bridal portrait sessions at Disneyland? So currently, it seems that they have four preferred vendors for Disneyland that can shoot inside the park. And that would be Beverly Hills Photography, Joe Lumea, Jack Randall, and White Rabbit Photo Boutique. And who did you choose? White Rabbit Photo Boutique. (laughs) And who did you have for your sessions at Walt Disney World? 
I had Jacob Robertson. Okay, great. So now at Disneyland, since you pay the photographer separate from the fee that you pay to Disney, what did White Rabbit charge you for that shoot? I had a package with her because she also did my wedding. Ah. So I can't quite remember, but I know that as of now, it seems that a portrait session is about $800 if you just book a portrait session with her for a castle shoot. Oh, great. Okay, that's not too bad. What all did you get with that? Did you have a separate album for your park shoot from your wedding album? Since our photographer was Jenna for our wedding, it all kind of came together. But if you get her just separately for the in-park because you have to have a preferred vendor, you do get your own online gallery. And you probably can talk to her about all the things you want to add to your package. Okay, great. What day of the week and time of day was your Disneyland shoot? The time of day was super early. You had to meet them at the lobby. Ours was at um, 5.40, so you met in the lobby at 5.40 or 5.30, and then the castle shoot started at 6 p.m., and we had ours on a Thursday. Okay, great. And I understand that now you have to have your shoot within something like two days of your ceremony at Disneyland? Yes. So if you get married, you have to have your castle shoot within a day or two, um, either before or after. Wow. Because I know we waited two days after our wedding to do our Disney World shoot because I didn't want to have to get up at the crack of dawn the day after our wedding. That, That must be tough. I definitely wouldn't want to either. So I advise anyone, if you're able to through Disney, not to do it the day after because you're going to be exhausted. (laughs) I've heard some girls don't even go to sleep. They just stay up. It makes sense. Don't get your hair messed up either. (laughs) That's true. Then you don't have to pay for hair and makeup again. Hmm. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, actually, that's a good question. Can you recommend a hair and makeup vendor for the shoot? I can. Um, I went with Emily Barton from Designed Elegance, and she did my hair and makeup for my wedding and also my castle shoot at Disneyland. And then did you use anybody at Disney World? Her name is Evelise, and her company name is Makeup by Evelise. And I found her on Wedding Wire. The great thing about not living somewhere is you can go on Wedding Wire or any website such as Yelp and research people that are near that area to get your hair and makeup done. And she was absolutely amazing. Oh, that's great. So for your Disneyland shoot, how long were you actually in Disneyland? So for Disneyland, your contract says that you are allowed an hour in front of whatever location you choose. We chose the castle. So we were contracted an hour for the castle. I see. So if you said, I want to do New Orleans Square, you would only have an hour Could you tack on the castle if you had time to make it over there? Because the park is so much smaller than Magic Kingdom. Yeah, so you can talk to your planner to see if there's any locations that they can get approved. It's all up to um, approval and if there is availability. And then they'll just tell you the prices and then you can say yes or no. I'd like to add that onto my castle shoot. Some people don't even want to take pictures of the castle and they ask their planner, can we possibly do this? And if your planner says yes, That's great. I mean, that's wonderful about Disney is they may make your dreams come true. (laughs) But that's interesting. So there are different prices for different locations? 
Yes, so each location could have a different price, and they can vary. Um, prices do change, so I don't have any accurate pricing at this time, but it's something you definitely can talk to your planner and see if it's manageable. I see. So is $4,500 the cost for the castle, or is that the flat fee, and then you would pay an additional fee of whatever it is for a different spot? Yes, so 4500 covers the castle, and if you want another spot, throughout the Disneyland Resort, you definitely would have to pay more for that location. But it might be worth it, especially if you love a certain place. (laughs) Okay. So there aren't any spots that are off limits. It's more about what you can get approved ahead of time. Yes, you have to get it approved. So whatever Disney will approve, I guess you can get it. It's worth asking, I always say. The worst they can say is no, and that's not too bad. Do you have any recommendations of areas that brides and grooms should consider? I love the New Orleans Square area, to be honest, and I've seen a few, and I think the pictures there are stunning and lots of detail, which is very Disney. So anything that reminds me of Walt Disney himself, I definitely would recommend, especially Main Street's really nice, Um, things that really remind me of Disneyland. Definitely, yeah. Okay, so then when you got to Florida for your Magic Kingdom shoot and your Epcot shoot, what day and time did you do those? We did our portrait session on Sunday, June 5th. Oh, that's great. And what was your pickup time? Our pickup time was 7 a.m. at our hotel. And how, what was the timeline on that when you're doing two parks? You start at 7 a.m. with the pickup. Start at 7 a.m. with the pickup, and then they take you to the Magic Kingdom first, and then you get an hour um, with whatever route you choose. And then after that, they take you back in their van, and they drive you all the way to the other park. We did Epcot, and you get an hour there as well. Okay, and it's funny. I was just listening to the episode where I interviewed Disney photographer Stephanie Caldwell about these shoots, and she was saying that when you do two parks, she always recommends that you bring comfy shoes and you bring something to eat. Did you do that? (laughs) Yes, please ask me about that. Okay, tell me all about it. So I wore really cool Tinkerbell socks, because I was always jealous of the groom's fun socks that they get to wear. So I wore my Tinkerbell socks, and I wore ballerina flats. And it really did help with my movement. But also, we did it in June, which I actually don't recommend, just because it is extremely hot. And for any bride who knows, being in a wedding dress sometimes can be difficult. So adding the extra 90-degree heat is not fun. So... I recommend bringing water bottles, which we did, which was very helpful, um, especially with the two shoots. Two hours in almost 90 degree heat, um, you definitely needed the water, which I recommend bringing. Okay, great tip. Did you request any specific photographers? No, I actually didn't. I researched a bunch on Pinterest and also on the Disney Fine Art Photography. They have their portfolios to show you. And I just love them all. So I kind of wanted Disney to choose for me. And I was very, very happy with who they chose. Oh, that's great. Which route did you choose at the Magic Kingdom? I chose Route 1, which was absolutely amazing. And the reason why I chose Route 1 was because You could get on the carousel and you could get on the teacups. So to me, that was your Disney magic dream, the idea of being able to get on the actual rides and take pictures on them. (laughs) That's great. Were there any major differences you noticed between the shoot at the Magic Kingdom and Epcot versus the one at Disneyland? 
Yes, so because the photographers at Walt Disney World are cast members, they're the only two people that are with you through the entire shoot, which is kind of fun, and they're able to call the shots. So say if I'm like, oh, can I take a picture here? They can say yes. Where in Disneyland, it's a lot more strict. So if you were contracted to just do the castle, that's pretty much all you're going to get. Where in Walt Disney World... The cast members could be like, here, let's take a picture here. Let's take a picture there. They didn't have people to ask, oh, can we go here? Oh, can we go there? So it was almost was a little bit smoother because they knew exactly what they could do. Because we were followed around by like five cast members during our Disneyland shoot where it was just the two of them for Walt Disney World. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So then did you prefer one shoot over the other? I liked both, and I'll tell you why. Disneyland is my dream. I mean, that was where we wanted to get married. So the idea of not having that iconic Sleeping Beauty castle in our pictures was not an option. Like, it had to happen. And honestly, the idea that I got to pick my photographer and knew the pictures were going to be absolutely amazing was also another reason why I love Disneyland, because... Jenna from White Rabbit Photo Boutique is absolutely amazing, and I trust her, and we have in a relationship where I can say, okay, can you please take a picture here, not from this angle, and I just, I feel comfortable with her. So having a relationship with your photographer is really important, whereas Walt Disney World, I didn't know who was going to take my pictures, so it was a little nerve-wracking, but I had an amazing photographer there. His name is Jacob Robertson, and he was hilarious. He made the castle shoot amazing. And it was kind of nice having the photographer at Walt Disney World be a cast member. It felt like it went smoothly. And the idea that you can do Magic Kingdom and Epcot in the same day was a lot of fun. And with Magic Kingdom, you got all these different locations. And to be honest, Walt Disney World, I feel as if you get more bang for your buck. And if you're willing to, you know really not talk to your photographer beforehand. That was one thing that really made me nervous was we were talking to Disney via email, but we were unable to talk to the photographer for Walt Disney World. So it was difficult, but I asked them, is it possible that I can write notes to them? So they sent him my notes and he looked at them and I asked him about it and he was totally on the ball. So that really relieved my anxiety when we came to the shoot. He knew exactly my vision, which was absolutely awesome because I always get nervous about a new photographer, but he nailed it. He was he was amazing. And, and to be honest, I, I mean, both of the shoots are amazing, but they're so different as well. And I think that's, I can't, I can't really pick which one I liked more. Walt Disney World, I felt, was more bang for your buck. It kind of went more smoothly. And it was a lot of fun doing more locations, um, especially for the price tag. But Disneyland is my home, and it's my heart. So the idea of not getting those photos, I don't think I could have not gotten them. And it was also nice knowing your photographer beforehand. Right, right. That would be interesting for any future brides. What kinds of notes did you have for Jacob? What I did was I pretty much showed him my Pinterest. So I literally pinned all the pictures I liked. I knew what route we were doing. So it made my Pinterest searching a lot easier. I pretty much, you know, typed in teacups, Walt Disney World. 
I typed in Canada, Epcot, and I looked at all the pictures that were already taken there of couples. I just pinned it to my Pinterest and I sent it to him and he knew exactly what I wanted. He could see my vision where I really wanted the backdrops and not necessarily focused on us as a couple, but I really wanted you know, the backdrop of Canada when you're in those botanical gardens. And I really wanted, you know, the castle instead of up close in my face. And I, you know, I told him about some of my concerns where I didn't like the right side of my face. I didn't like really close up pictures of my face. I wanted to at least, you know, have waist up. So he really, he already knew the moment we got there, he's like, gotcha, read your notes, let's do this. And it really helped. Okay. You don't hear as much about portrait sessions in the other parks. Do you have any tips about doing a portrait session specifically in Epcot? I really recommend Epcot. And the reason why I recommend Epcot is because because this World Showcase opens up later, you can tack on another park. So you could do Magic Kingdom and then go over to Epcot. And Epcot is absolutely beautiful. I have so many Disney quote-unquote-esque photos and it was really nice to have photos that weren't quite Disney but you knew they were Disney because you knew you're in Epcot and the detail work and how beautiful the countries are really add to your wedding portrait. It's something that you might not have especially if you get married at the Disney resorts. They aren't, you know, they're not huge, like with the landscapes and the gorgeous backdrops of the countries. It's just one of the kind to get your photos taken at Epcot. That's awesome. That's great advice. Do you have any tips for couples who might be interested in doing a bridal portrait session at Walt Disney World or at Disneyland or in both places? Do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, I mean, I know that's silly, but do it. And I know a lot of people, especially for Disneyland, they get caught up, especially with the price tag. It's big. 4500 is a lot of money. But when else are you going to be able to take pictures in front of that Sleeping Beauty Pavilion? And because you can only do it if you get married there, it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You have to do it. So I recommend anyone who's getting married at Disneyland to do it because you get that special option because not everyone else can do it. But Walt Disney World right now it is open to people who aren't getting married there. And to be honest, if you're going to have a honeymoon, why not keep celebrating your wedding? I think it would be awesome. Or what if you want to celebrate your one year anniversary, do something special, go out there, go to Walt Disney World, take photos there, you won't regret it. And the pictures there are way different from Disneyland. And I recommend both of them to everyone who can do them. Well, this is great advice. Thanks so much. I really appreciate your taking the time to be on the show today and help out anyone who is considering doing a shoot at the Magic Kingdom or any of the other parks on the East Coast or Disneyland or, like you say, if they're lucky enough to be able to do both. I think this has been very helpful. So thanks for taking the time. Thank you, Carrie. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, 
available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>